Welcome to Prescribed Listening from the University of Toledo Medical Center. Today's guest is Dr. William Saunders, the head of emergency medicine at UTMC. He offers insight into the specialty, discusses what students should know, and how the staff has managed throughout the pandemic. Hello, I'm Dr. William Saunders, Chief of Emergency Medicine at the University of Toledo Medical Center. I am the Emergency Department Medical Director and a clinician on staff uh, at the university. I'm also a core faculty member for the Emergency Medicine Residency and various other administrative duties within the university as well. I chose emergency medicine as a student when I was rotating through all the disciplines. Uh, emergency medicine really appealed to me. Uh, I liked the acuity of what I was seeing. I liked the fact that patients were undifferentiated when I saw them. And that gave me a degree of interest in the field in that I could work people up and try to find the, find the problems and address them. I also liked uh, the nature and, and the atmosphere of the department as opposed to working on the floors or in the OR. And that's really what drew me to emergency medicine. Patients should go to the emergency department when they feel they have an emergency. That's a pretty loaded statement because we don't expect patients to understand what is an emergency. That's really the job of the emergency medicine physician. Um, but um, anytime they feel that they're having a, an emergent problem, they should always go to the ER, whether that be chest pain or belly pain, what have you. Um, it's very hard for most lay people to know what's an emergency and what's not which is why the emergency department exists, and that's our role to figure that out for them and address what we can for them. The main difference between emergency departments and an urgent care is ca uh, capacity and abilities. Uh, urgent cares can address very minor issues. They typically cannot handle the more urgent or critical issues. Additionally, urgent cares, for the most part, tend to be staffed with a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant whereas emergency departments are run by emergency medicine physicians. Uh, and there's a wide scope of, of difference in what each are able to uh, practice and what each has access for resources. Emergency departments have tremendous access to resources, whereas urgent cares, um, if you present to an urgent care and you're beyond their capabilities, they'll refer you to the emergency department uh, for expanded resources. I would recommend to patients to go to an urgent care for at least what they perceive to be minor issues, such as um, finger injuries, small finger injuries, toe injuries, urine infections, um, things that can be handled very simply. If they're unsure about the setting of where they should go, then they should always go to an emergency department. Um, it's the role of the emergency department to facilitate um, evaluating them at a, at a deeper level, a higher level than an urgent care is capable of doing. Um, so if a patient is questioning where they should go, I would basically urge them to go to an emergency department over an urgent care. A typical shift in the emergency department is not typical. <laughs> um, emergency departments by their nature are chaotic. Uh, they are unpredictable. Uh, in one shift, you may only see 10 patients. In another shift, you may see 40 patients. It's entirely variable, and it's entirely based on what is going on in the community, and there's really no way to predict it. Um, you can go from one room where you see a heart attack to the next room where there's a stubbed toe, uh, and everything that happens in between all of that. 
Uh, emergency medicine is very unpredictable by its nature, uh, and it requires a department that uh, works very well together um, because you're, everything's unpredictable. And it requires uh, physicians that are able to uh, work with the flow and kind of just go with what's going on uh, to try to balance out all the chaos. I think the most challenging aspect of emergency medicine is learning to handle the chaos. It's We like to call it organized chaos on some days and other days it's just chaos. Uh, and it really just depends on what you're seeing. Uh, like I said, you some days you're you know you might be running a code in one room, and the next room is someone who has a UTI. And to each of those patients, obviously it's an emergency. That's why they came in. You have to learn how to separate yourself from each room and treat everyone as if it is their emergency. And that's a challenge because uh, the expectations of each patient are different. Uh, it also plays into the role of how long they had to wait to get back to a room and, and all the other variables that come into play there. Uh, I think that's probably one of the most challenging aspects of being an ER doc though, is learning to balance that and learning to just stay even keel the whole shift um, despite everything going on in the department. The process for evaluating patients when they present to the ER is also very variable. Uh, it also depends on what they're presenting with and uh, predominantly when they come in through triage, like the waiting room, uh, we have a triage process which ranks them as far as their acuities go. So if someone presents with a stubbed toe, they get ranked low on the acuity, whereas if they present with chest pain, they get ranked very high and are rushed right back. And as you can imagine, it would be difficult to streamline that um, when there's some chaos thrown in the mix. Uh, but on the whole, the goal is to get those complaints that we know are associated with high-risk entities like a heart attack or a stroke. Our goal is to get them back into a room with a physician as soon as possible. So the process when you enter the department is you get evaluated by a nurse, they take your vitals, they take your complaint, and at that point, the nurse is deciding, is this a high-acuity or a low-acuity case? and that gets put on our uh, emergency tracking board, which then the physicians see, and the nurses can bring back to a room immediately if needed. So in between those two acuities, we have the moderate acuities, like abdominal pain with normal vital signs. Those, that's something that would kind of fall in the middle of our acuity rankings. Uh, those are the patients that something might be wrong, it may not be as emergent as someone with chest pain, but they need a, a sooner evaluation than someone like the stub toe. When two patients present with the same level acuities, this is really where our nurses play a, a, a very important role. They're, they're the physician's eyes and ears in the whole department. Obviously we can't have uh, be everywhere at all times and that's where the nurses really play. And here at UT, I think we have some of the best nurses out there. Uh, if they feel that they've got a very critical patient that hasn't been seen, they'll come find the doc and, and bring them in the room. And if there's two patients at the same time, both needing assistance, we're usually pretty good about putting them in rooms right next to each other um, so that the doc and the nursing teams can kind of spread, spread the resources between the rooms and do what needs to be done for them. I think for people who want to go into emergency medicine, there ha you kind of have to know yourself. Um, the one thing, uh, there's so many things about ER, but one of them is that you, you aren't um, solving the problems most of the time. You are kind of 
positioning patients to see a specialist or positioning patients to be admitted. Your role, though, is to do your best to figure out what the problem is in a very timely and, and quick fashion, and if needed, do some interventions that help them along that way. Um, some students, when they look at emergency medicine, they don't like the specialty because a lot of times we don't have the final answer. And that's something important for students to know about themselves. Um, emergency medicine tends not to have that final say in things, um, but we do play a very important process in, in getting to those decisions uh, and helping facilitate patients along their way through, through their admissions or through their discharges. Um, I think that's a pretty important thing. A lot of students um, come into emergency medicine and they say they want to know X, Y, or Z about the patient's final conditions, and those are answers that we don't have a lot of times. Uh, so it's important for students if they're deciding on ER, that's a big thing to know. I'd say the other part of it is uh, emergency medicine is a very fluid uh, process. It's, uh, as I mentioned, departments are typically chaotic. Uh, there's no control over the workflow. There's no control over the volume of patients and when they come in or what they come in for. And some people don't like that. Some people would rather a clinic setting where things are more controlled or an OR setting where you're in there for one reason and you have control of that space. Uh, the emergency department is not like that. Uh, and it's important for students to understand that about themselves as they decide, uh, is this a good fit for me or not? I think burnout is a pretty significant issue for emergency medicine, especially right now. And I think it it's involved in both the physician side and the nursing side, um, especially having gone through COVID and going through staffing shortages and bed shortages. It really does take a toll on the emergency departments. And that just means everyone's working harder and more uh, to try to get the job done. Um, I think for physicians, and especially as, as we talk a lot with our residents as they rotate through, uh, it's about finding balance and it's about learning that you're here for this role, you're here for this job, but at the end of the day, you need to learn to leave it at work and go home and have some separation there. Um, and it's, I tell a lot of students, especially the ones that are struggling, you know, healthcare is a big field. It, there's a lot going on, but it's a broken system in general, and don't let it break you. And I tell that to a lot of residents, and it's kind of a light bulb moment where they go, okay, I, I need to pull myself out of this and really focus on me when I leave here. Don't take work home. That can be applied to any specialty, but emergency medicine especially, sometimes you walk out of a shift and you go, I don't even know what I just did. Uh, it was that busy or that crazy, or it was just a bad shift, whatever it is. Uh, and it's important for while you're on shift uh, as a student or physician, um, just to be balanced, be even keel, be, be nice to everyone. It really helps everyone else along. We're all in the same boat going through it. Um, help everyone else that you can. Uh, and it's really, that goes a long way, uh, especially when tensions are high and, and things are busy. So COVID has really affected emergency medicine uh, as a as a business entity, as a department in a hospital, we are extremely volume dependent. Uh, when COVID first hit, the volumes in most departments across America dropped significantly. That changed how we staffed the ERs, both on the physician and nurse side. And we have slowly crept back up to almost normal volumes. And it's been a struggle to learn how to balance uh, on a month-to-month -month basis uh, how we deal with COVID in terms of volume and plus how we deal with the acuity of these patients we see. 
a lot of COVID patients um, are, are high resource utilizers, meaning they, they were, they're pretty intensive uh, workup in the ER. They require a lot of resources on the inpatient side. And it's hard to mount that kind of response to uh, the volume and acuity we see. I think UT has done a fantastic job of, of doing that, both through the ER and the inpatient and ICU sides of this. Um, but that's been a struggle. We have pretty regularly meetings about this and how to manage these resources effectively for what we see. Uh, and especially right now, as we're heading back, uh, unfortunately, into another peak of COVID, uh, we have weekly meetings in the hospital about managing this and balancing it. Um, and like I said, I think I think we've got some pretty excellent people on board with this um, and all the services are, are communicating well to make this work. I think some lessons learned with COVID, um, or there's quite a few. Um, but I think some of the major ones, because COVID also coincided with um, difficulties in, in uh, staffing shortages, some of that because of COVID and some of that just because of the, the cycles that healthcare goes through in terms of resources. Um, but it really focused the department and it focused the hospital on managing their resources a lot closer. Uh, and like I mentioned, when, especially during the peak times of COVID, we had weekly meetings on resources available, such as how many ventilators we had, how many negative pressure rooms we had to accommodate these patients. And I think it really focused uh, the teamwork involved that it comes into play when you run a hospital. And in the emergency department, it really focused us on helping each other out, taking care of each other. Because it's really hard when you've got a full department and you might be slightly short staffed, but you still got to see these patients and you still got to do the right thing every time, all the time. And so I saw a lot of nurses helping each other out, probably more than even usual. Um, and, you know, when you've got one nurse who's in a room who's covered in their PPE to protect themselves, but they can't leave the room to get something else they need, whether it be an extra needle or a vial or something, you know, everyone was chipping in to help each other out. And that was, uh, I think, really a lesson learned here. Uh, even when we're struggling with staffing or even when we're overwhelmed with patients, um, just being kind. I mean, I know that's a weird story to take away from COVID, but uh, especially in the setting of healthcare, I think that's what makes the difference in how you help each other not burn out. Uh, and I think it helps the patients ultimately in the end. Thank you for listening to Prescribed Listening from the University of Toledo Medical Center. To learn more about the provider you heard on today's show, visit utmc.utoledo.edu. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. More prescribed listening next week from UTMC.